following program is brought to you by your friends at Podcast One. Now, Podcast One brings you Spike's Car Radio, a downloadable cars and coffee, hosted by writer, comedian, and automotive enthusiast, Spike Ferriston, and recorded live from the porch of the famous Malibu Kitchen, where Spike and his celebrity guests sip some java, talk life, and of course, talk cars. Now, here's Spike. All right, here we are, ladies and gentlemen, the first inaugural Spikes Car Radio here on the porch of the Malibu Kitchen. Let me tell you about this place. This is uh, Malibu, California, if you haven't been. It's a, uh, it's a little coffee shop in Delhi run by a guy named Bill Miller, who's from New York originally, who, who they call the Delhi Nazi. Anyway, Spikes Car Radio is going to be recorded uh, here on the porch uh, of uh, the Malibu Kitchen. Is, uh I think as frequently as we can do it, we call it a porch cast. And the idea is we, we're exporting a little bit of Malibu out to you folks who like cars, who like coffee, who can't get your, your butts out here. And uh, I've been doing this drive for about, I would say, 15, 20 years. And uh, today I'm here with my, my core guys, the guys I do the drive with the most. Um, my co-host today, Mr. Paul Zuckerman. Hello, Paul. Hello, Spike. It's good to see you, my friend. Tell every you're a, a personal injury attorney. You probably have the most successful firm here in L.A. It, it makes you lots of money, and what do you do with that money? I squander it as quickly as possible <laughs> on cars. <laughs> That's right, and you and I have known each other, boy, for a long time, at right? Least, at least 15 years. And, and I, I, you can hear, this is what I love about doing this here, you can hear the cars starting up behind us. By the way, a lot of cars showed up today to celebrate this inaugural podcast. And the most interesting one we'll talk about in a little bit. So but what's this pulling in? That's a BMW M6. Looks like a late yeah. 90s, 87. 87. I'm sure you recognize that voice, folks. When I asked him how he wanted to be introduced, he said, I, I kind of like when people just say a comedian who lives in New York. And that's Jerry Seinfeld. Jerry, Hi, welcome Spike. to Hi, the Paul. porch. Nice You're to be here on this porch cast. <laughs> we have talked about doing this for years. A long time. Yeah, we thought this would be fun for people uh, to have a little little cup of uh, what we get to drink uh, gallons of, <laughs> which is the 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 bon homie, the camaraderie, the automotive uh, environment. We we rarely rarely talk. What I like about coming here with you guys is that we really try and restrict all conversation to cars. <laughs> 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 which other people don't want to talk about. You don't have people around you in your normal life. That's right. That, which is why I think car people are so loquacious. Mm -hmm. Because if, if they find anyone that will listen, they will just wear you out. Yeah. For me, this was a, a way to monetize breakfast. Right. So, <laughs> so we can eat and get paid. But, um, you know, you and I went to the ball game last night. Right. There's a whole new thing happening for you right now. You started a revolution. With this hugging thing, what what? Before we get on to cars, okay. what what happened? You're on a red carpet somewhere for something, talking to a guy. I was doing a benefit for transcendental meditation, which is my preferred form of uh, rest and recovery, for the David Lynch Foundation, and I'm doing a red carpet of which I've done zillions. <laughs> and a, a woman who I didn't know who she was and never met, uh, just interrupted the thing mm -hmm. and said give me a hug I didn't it's just a total stranger and in the middle of an interview too in the middle of an interview and she was kind of uh, outlandish looking I found out later she's a performer and looked the way she was supposed to look but I'm, I'm a very big um, uh, 
civility guy. Mm-hmm. I love basic manners. Small, small civilities, I think, are the key to human survival right, right. In, in the society that, for some reason, we like to live together, <laughs> even though we can't stand each other. So, so these small civilities enable us to survive. Mm-hmm. And excuse me to me is a gigantic thing. Excuse me, I'm so-and-so. Right. Oh, my God. And now, all of a sudden, we have a relationship. But opening with... Give me a hug. Is just, that doesn't work for me anywhere at any time. Are you a hugger in any way? Yes, I like to hug men. If, if, <laughs> if what does that mean? If, if Zuckerman. They're, if they're slim and they're intelligent, I, I'll hug a man. Very questionable. Yeah. You, uh, I like slim, intelligent men. Now there are people. I happen to be going back and forth with Michael Strahan about, about a car or two at, in the middle of this. And he at one point said, hey, Jerry's never hugged me. Which started me thinking. But he's a football player. He's hard to hug. He's a giant I, I, guy. But uh, then I thought, have I ever been hugged by you? And I have once. One time. I was hugged once. Do you remember? Yeah. It and was, you didn't like it. <laughs> I remember that. It was when my father died. Yeah. So the question is, does is, and it was a, appropriate, I thought, at that moment, but is that what it takes to get a hug from you? Does someone have to die? Your, no, just your father. <laughs> That's what it takes. <laughs> We were Don't you think that's appropriate, Paul? Absolutely. Someone loses this, a parent and you haven't seen them, that's a that's a pretty major loss. This is this society these days way too friendly, way too familiar. Right. Keep your distance. <laughs> and, and what you said is the social contract. That's yes. how we don't kill each other. Small civilities. Here's what's so interesting about it, and, and we'll get on to cars in a minute, but what's so interesting to me about it, we're at the Dodger game last night, and it's now... Everybody's saying, hey, Jerry, can I – everybody thinks yeah. it's a funny joke to come up to yeah. you and ask, ask for this hug. Yeah. And it's replaced the question they usually ask you, which is – Where's Kramer? Where's Kramer? <laughs> yeah. And isn't it – wasn't we, – we were looking at uh, Instagram and someone had already painted a mural about the whole Melbourne, thing. Melbourne, Australia, somebody put a mural on the side of a building of me and, <laughs> the me and Keisha no-hug incident. I can't believe that um, – Nobody's connected this with the no hugging, no learning motto of the show, of the TV show. That's right. That's the obvious connection. That, but I don't know. You know People, that Zuckerman? Are you aware of any of that? That was the credo was your, of Seinfeld. That was our supposed the show. motto. Right. I no hugging, no that. learning, no sweet moments. Right. We thought that was refreshing. Yes. When nobody learns anything at the end of the episode. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Let's talk cars. What did you drive here today, Jerry, and why? Well, that's a that's a big question. <laughs> Not the what, but the why. The why. Why you drive what you drive. Well, Paul and I, Paul has something new, and I have something that Paul wants. So it seemed fun to me for me to bring what he wants to ruin his excitement <laughs> for something new that he likes. <laughs> but also, I thought I might like it, and Paul and I... <clears throat> Have a very flirtatious relationship <laughs> in uh, in automotive. Uh, what we call them, uh, we secure or release uh, various automobiles. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but Paul just got this fantastic, very unique uh, nine six four in maritime blue ninety two three. It's a ninety two. Ninety two, sunroof delete, delete radio delete, uh, RS suspension. It's just got a very unique car. vibe right, to it. Right, right, and. Uh, I have a 71 911 Targa that Paul likes that I bought with just a couple hundred miles on it. I, fi- I remember finding it for you in a magazine. You did? Yeah. It's, it was on that list of cars. When I find things that I can't afford, you're right. on my first call, so <laughs> you can buy it and I can drive it. Wow. <laughs> 
Do you not know that by now? No. I know that you, half of the cars I have you found and couldn't afford. So this has been a very symbiotic relationship that we've had. And when we, I gave you taste. Right. And you gave me uh, some connections. So you drove that car um, today, and when we all met down at the Shell station, you guys switched cars. Yeah, because we both wanted a, I wanted him to experience the 71 Targa. Right. And this car he has is so unique, and uh, I'm, I, I love 964s also. Right. So I wanted to see what that was about. Well, what happened, Zuckerman? You drove that car. Did it make you crazy? Yes. And that's kind of the mission between the two of us is to who can ruin, <laughs> who can ruin the other guy's day when it comes to cars. Well, that's <laughs> what I want to know. Whose day is ruined right now? Both. Hopefully really? both. Really? I don't know. No, it was great. I, I really love driving his car. It was really interesting and different car. We're right. now getting, we're already getting into uh, a micro niche here right. of the sub-genres of uh, 964 Porsches, but that's what you're, I hope that you're getting those kind of, that kind of an audience that even knows what we're talking about. I think so. I think when they see the three of us here at a table or hear us, they're going to expect Porsche talk. There are right. a lot of Porsche people who showed up here for the first podcast. But Zuckerman, the... Uh, the thing that can't get out of my head is so you just took delivery on the car, right? And that little side light fell off, right? Let's talk about that when you get that new car. <laughs> and it, it, it happens to all of us. You yeah. get this new car, and that first day before you sort it, there's always three or four things wrong. And Has, it, has it ruined your day? Yes. And I'm not like you. You look forward to that. You want, I don't. I don't. I uh, hate it. I, I really hate you it. You take the light in fixing it. I look at that, and I almost want to sell the car. Yeah. <laughs> and we're, we're talking. I, a, I'm a, like that, too. A $2 piece, and I look at it, and I say, why is it like that? The car's a piece of crap. Right. Get rid of it. Right. And you wanted super glue immediately. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> to try and fix it. To, but mostly that's just to make your anxiety go away, right? Well, that's right. Because when I look at the car now, which is a beautiful car, the only thing I can see. Right. The only thing I can see is the one piece that right. isn't right. And the only thing we can see is a beautiful car. I mean, it was surrounded by people all day long. But everything's context. Yeah. We were talking yesterday about automotive psychosis. Right. Uh, in Santa Monica. It's such a fascinating thing to study, and it's really kind of what we're talking about all the time. Mm -hmm. I'm into this. I'm not into that. I thought I wanted this, and then I got it, and I didn't like it. (laughs) I bought this. I didn't even want it, and I ended up loving it. All of these mini dramas that play out (laughs) in our heads right? (coughs) with cars. Um, This this thing of something, some little thing going wrong with a car and how it, it punctures... The, the whole house of cards for some reason. We want this thing, you get the thing, but the, but the interior light switch doesn't work. Yeah. And it can easily be fixed. That's right. But in that moment, you crater, you, you go off of an, an emotional cliff. Well, it, whenever you're buying a car, you're making a big investment and you're a little afraid. And that first day, you're trying to judge, did I do the right thing or not? Right. And every little thing wrong with it weights it towards I made a massive mistake here right and you start to panic you're by yourself but that's where it's handy to, to know other guys who go through this and to talk about it and just remain calm well here's we were saying yesterday and I thought this was very interesting about we can't really make an argument against this is addictive behavior <laughs> what we're doing is some it's some form of addiction you and you this just occurred to you no <laughs> no we were having a longer chat about it so <clears throat> what's going on here is you're trying to get the hit you're trying to get high right and 
for some reason, that side marker <laughs> light is kills your high, <laughs> and now you can't get off. It harshes your Absolutely. buzz, Zuckerman. right? Right. That's right. That's the Absolutely. problem. But he was high the moment he bought it, right? That was the, the no real way high. before that. You're the high when you hear it. I heard of well, something. Somebody calls you. Sure, because the best part of any high is just before you get high. <laughs> right. Right. When everything's perfect, when the promise, the promise is there. Yes, Nothing's gone yes. wrong yet. Right. You're getting ready for yes. it. You're, you're, getting, you're getting ready for the high and getting your bong out and... There now tell our, tell our fans or our listeners what just started up over here. This is an that interesting was car. a 964RS. No, 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 the white car. Which white car? The oh, Vashek I can't see car. It. Oh, that's the Vashek Polak RS. That's that's all I know about that car. It's a Vashek Polak's personal RS. It has an emblem delete, oh. which if you drive it, it feels that much lighter. Oh. <laughs> it's missing that wafer thin weight. Um, Next to the, and and I looked like that 964 RS was yeah, being driven the, by uh, the RM Sotheby's guys, so it's probably coming up for auction. Right, a red 964 that's, RS that's guards red. That's what's great about being out here is the stuff that shows up just right. across the way. There, I'm looking at that that Faraday. Oh, don't, don't. future Tesla really? beater thing. Do you guys know anything about this? I, I know there's a lot of Chinese money behind it. I know they. It's it appears to be a. A long SUV of some kind, and it appears to be in its kind of test phase. What do you guys think when you look? What's your first impression of the Faraday future, Jerry? Uh, I'm not interested in the future. (laughs) (laughs) It's in its movie prop stage right now, where it looks like someone just made it in a cave somewhere, right? And uh, it's like uh, Batman got some girl pregnant and. Now he's taking care of her, and he bought her this for the kid. (laughs) Now, Faraday, whoever you are, is there a Faraday? Do we know? Is there a guy? Is there a Mr. Faraday? If if there is, he's achieving bankruptcy right now. That's that's what my prediction is. Don't take these criticisms too harshly, because, Jerry, I remember early on when the 918 was announced, Porsche 918, you weren't crazy about that. Well, oh, you're going way back now. Way back. There was a lot of complaining about that car. Yes, I thought it was overly complex. I didn't understand the need for a hybrid uh, supercar. Right. I thought it was just an image thing. That, that you were that just... It, that companies, companies need to appear socially conscious, so they put the little lowercase h. Right. It also comes in the 500 lowercase h, so you can feel good about the planet. That's fine. <laughs> But, uh, but it was also that you were maybe doing their advertising for them. Yes, tell I, the world that we are socially responsible. Right, right. It's also there was a finger issue. You know, you were saying a lot of Ferrari guys were just getting the finger right here in Southern California, right, uh-huh. just for having it. So this stops the finger. It's a finger stopper. Perhaps. And I listened to you. Yeah. I made the mistake of listening to you, <laughs> believing everything you said, right. and not getting one. Right. And, and what, Thank you. And what happened? It's not all my fault. It is. It, it is. I'm going to blame you. I lost a million dollars because of you. <laughs> really? I've, you I've, would have bought one if it wasn't for me. But I changed my mind. Why didn't you change with me? It was too late then. It wasn't really Never too, late too late because one was put in front of you. One was dangled in front of me, and I believed that it was just going to be a way to give away money instead of make money. Yeah. Well, I remember it had the all-time high lease payment of any car I've ever seen in my life. And it I was like to lose money scary. on cars. I don't ever feel bad that I've <laughs> lost money on cars. All right. Well, let's talk about what Porsche's got going on. 
This week they uh, let's talk about these Hitler videos. I don't know if our <laughs> viewers me. know the uh, the fantastic <laughs> running gag of the what do you, what do you think in the movie that scene is? They're telling Hitler that we've, we're losing the war. We're going to lose. You're it's, talking about the viral little YouTube yeah, yeah. Hitler TV show or yeah, movie Hitler's, video that Hitler every complaints about his. Right. Uh, What's the GTR one? Yes, he he blows the the transmission, finds out it's not covered Voided under the, the warranty. warranty. That's Voided right. Warranty. Yes, it's used for. That's a when I first discovered it. What about you? I actually saw the movie. <laughs> <laughs> I did. I did see the movie. Yeah. Uh, as, as a good Jewish guy, I needed to. I needed to immerse myself in his downfall <laughs> in the bunker at the end. Right. And, and I've been I've been delighted by all the various iterations that people have gone to that. That length of create uh, of, of effort, creativity to put these things together, and the and the greatest one was the 911 R. That was the, the most when the GT3 one. came out with a, they right. announced yeah. you could um, available manual, <clears throat> which he, he had. An, Hitler has a 911 R. <laughs> he gets this bad news. <laughs> no, he has a 911 R. That he overpaid for. <laughs> he didn't get it for sticker. He got it for five or six hundred thousand dollars. Oh really? That's the idea, right? Oh, so and that, funny. but is it? We're, it's now going to hold its value, and then yeah. Porsche announces we're going to give you the manual transmission in the GT3, <laughs> and also, by the way, a rumored touring package. What do you do in that situation? You're you're making you're specking out your next GT3. Do you I'm like? I'm not. I'm not getting a GT3. And why not? Because I'm in a, a GT2 RS head right now. I want the fastest possible. 911 ever made. Right. That that idea is very appealing to me right now. I don't know why. And you had a great idea for how to get it uh, spec'd. The test mule package. Tell test everybody mule what package. that is. This is, I think, yeah, <laughs> plastic cladding taped on. Just like you see it in weird the holes. <laughs> three different color wheels. That, that's what I want. I want the the test mule package. But what what do you really think about this 911R versus the GT3 manual? I mean, do you, give me your perspective on that, because I was—I didn't get a 911R. Right. I was one of those guys, but you know, I, I'm not losing sleep over it. It's not right. the worst thing that can happen to you in life is you don't get a 911R. And this GT3 with a manual—I'm conflicted all over the place about this. Why? Well, I—you know—I shared with you what I might do with mine. I might spec it out if there is a Turing package. I might make it look like that. I might give a manual transmit, get it a manual transmission. But at the same time, we all know this PDK is so fast and yeah. that car is so agile and the wing just adds to that stability. Yeah. What? No, the what? 911R is, to me, always going to be a separate cool thing. Uh, Paul and I like certain aspects of these cars that uh, people think, Spike, you will say, well, it's just an emblem. The European is just an emblem. And, <laughs> And Paul said, yes, and I want to jam it into the side of my forehead. <laughs> the R on the rear lid of the R, that's what that car is that's about. That's what you're fantastic. paying for. Yes. Right. It's fantastic. But there's no question the new GT3, get it with the six-speed if you are if you want to be slower. And, uh, and get it with the touring package if you you don't want to scare you know, what somebody if I schnauzer. Buy, what if I buy an R on eBay for 15 bucks and just... Stick it on the back. You could do that. <laughs> then I've got my car cheaper. I mean, than yours. there's no question the new GT3 is the car. You know, the way you're talking about doing it is uh, to me a gen- the genius move. And you have you've got a better car now than anybody's are. I think so. I absolutely think so. All right, we're going to. Especially, I've seen uh, Chris Harris's video last night, which we talked about. We did. Yeah, which well, was great. That engine. 
Did you watch the video? I did not see the it. The engine in this new GT3 just, this is right out of the race car. This is the best engine that they've ever put in one of these. When we come back, we're going to take a little break. We'll talk more about Chris Harris and his new GT3 video and how none of us can drive like him. Adam Carolla's motivational podcast, Take a Knee, is a part of Podcast One Premium. But you can hear a very special episode with Kareem Abdul-Jabbar now for free at podcastone.com. How much do you think that discipline has affected your life and helped you in, in further endeavors after it, It's sports? helped me a lot because, you know, when you get to a point when you can look back, all the times that I failed had to do with my own laziness and, and arrogance. Mm-hmm. Okay, and uh, when you you get humble and uh, understand that you got to work for it and earn it, uh, you get things done. To subscribe and get a new episode of Take a Knee each week, go to podcastone.com slash premium. You're listening to Spike's Car Radio. All right, why is it that none of us can drive like Chris Harris? You said started it for a living. Move on. <laughs> That's his job. Okay? You've been driving for a long time. Oh, Why stop. can't you drive like that? I've seen you on the track. You're a little too respectful yeah. of the vehicle and the conditions. Don't you want to? Don't I you want to be able? Lucky people who think they should be good at something, so they act like they are. No, I. You're think, not good at it. You I don't think, spend any time doing it. You were never taught properly by someone <laughs> that knows how to do it, and that's why you can't do it. It's a skill. Well, don't you want to learn? Yeah, but I have a life. <laughs> All right, here's what I want to talk about. <laughs> a little defensive, Mr. Seinfeld. It's so stupid. It's just stupid. He does two things well is the problem. He talks well and he drives well. Yeah. Two things do oh, doing two you. things really well. Yeah. That's one more than you really need. Maybe. Well, you sent me that video last night at midnight yeah. after a baseball game. Yeah, yeah. And I sat and I watched it twice. Yeah. At midnight. I needed to go to bed. So we, we had to do this. That relaxed you, didn't it? Really relaxed me. Me too. I watched that. I was my eyes were closing. I'm nodding off. Right. <laughs> but I gotta watch this whole thing. Right. Well, we all love Chris Harris, but with the GT with the GT3, with the new GT3, yeah. And so that didn't sell you on the car because it sold it me. Did. It so- did sell me. Right. Which is we could get into that subject. We can do four hours here. I, right. That video turned me last night. It I turned started, you on the car. Yeah. It turned, turned you in me. this conversation because a few minutes ago you said you weren't buying it, but now you want it. That's true. So tell me how you would spec it out, just quickly, and then we'll move on. Would you do the PDK or would you do the manual? PDK. 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 Stop. You know, most people are ordering a manual. They're stupid. He has the R. (laughs) I have the R. I have the R. Everyone else is stupid. You have the R. (laughs) I have 200 cars, Spike. All right. Go ahead. What do you got? I steal it. I earned it. You did. Um, You you did. You earned all of it. Okay. one of the things I love, I love about Zuckerman is that his, his, his car is always cooking. He's always like, it's like Bill's kitchen. There's always right. something going in there. Mm-hmm. He's making something. He's throwing something out. He's, he's got another idea for a different kind of French toast. And if you've noticed, he debuts on Friday afternoons. He'll <laughs> show up in the new thing. Surprise. And we're always, I, and usually what I will ask him is, um, I go, what's, what's orbiting you these days? Mm-hmm. What are you looking at? What are you thinking about? Every, mm-hmm. every car guy has cars in orbit, right? looking at that thinking about that but what is what is the real white whale what is the zuckerman white whale <laughs> of, oh. of, of that you would give up anything that you have 
What is that car? Wow. Okay, that changes, though. That Just like you, it changes. Right. Uh, so at the moment, if you were going to ask me right now, what do I, yeah. what would it be? It would be a 959S. Ah, oh, really? Boy. See, now I didn't know that about you. Well, I didn't know that until you asked me. And then, <laughs> and then it came, it popped into ah, my head. That's and, that, interesting. and tomorrow that could be different because. Why, I, why that car today? Yeah, and why is that hard to find? Is that really a white whale? It's very hard to find. There's 20 of them. There are 20. There's 20. You got one. Oh, I want oh. you. <laughs> of course he has one. So one third of the table has I them. Bought, I bought mine out of Hemmings. I remember. This is the, the Swiss car, right? With Swiss no miles. It was in a crate. Art Museum. Wow. Warehouse. When new. Drove from Stuttgart to Zurich. Packed it in a box. And, that was, and then did that get stuck at Customs? Was no. It, it came it, right it, in. It came right in. Yeah. Wow. And what it had already ha- been shown and displayed. So this is a car that was never driven. Right. And what did you have to do to it to get it to... Uh, how long a- Porsche took it for a while, and then Bruce Canepa took it, and, uh, and now it's good. All right. Well, it's beyond good. Yeah, it's really I've good. I've driven it. It's lovely. Why can't we find Zuckerman this car? What is a car like that worth these days? Well, first of all, you have to find Zuckerman the money. And then after <laughs> the, the money, money. Well, what is the money, the Zuckerman? The money. For, for a 959S, <laughs> a 959S has been gone through with it, where mm-hmm. everything's been done right, where the car has achieved the potential it always should have achieved, you've got to be looking north of $2 million. Wow. That that money finds you constantly. Zuckerman will call me up on a Wednesday and go, Spike, I got a construction worker. Tripped on a piece of rebar, and it pierced his scrotum. I'm going to be rich. I'm going to make so much money off of that. I get excited just hearing about it. You do very well. But there, you, you, all, you also have a pretty big collection right now, right, of cars. I, I think yeah. putting together in my head, I could put two cars together you could sell right now and easily have over yeah, a couple you could million. Yeah, money. I could. Are there things that you would sell from your collection to get it? Okay, remember Squirrel Theory, my friend. No. Squirrel Theory. We're, we're, like, we're essentially <laughs> like squirrels. We get the nuts. And we don't ever eat them. We don't share them. They, they get put away. We, we, hoard, we hoard them. And, and so I get these things. I get somewhat attached to them. It's hard for me to let them go. <laughs> right. Right. And, and also my mind inflates their value. And if you're not willing to pay what my mind thinks they're worth, I'm not going to sell it. Right. right. You, uh, I think more than anybody, I think when it comes to cars, a lot of people are buying for investments. But liquidity is always an issue. But you're, you, in particular, Zuckerman, I watch you make a lot of money with cars. You're, you seem to be able to get rid of stuff quickly. How are you doing that? Give, give people advice on how to get rid of their car. Because it, you, as you say all the time, we all think we have all this money in cars, but you really don't until you sell it. Right. Yeah, it's all imaginary. How, how are you so, doing that? You, you do really well. Well, I, I think a couple of things. I think that I think I'm, I'm buying decent cars now. I didn't always buy decent cars. Mm-hmm. I had to learn. I, had to, I pay, remember. I had to pay tuition in the school of cars. I had to right. get ripped off. I had to get abused. I had to get plucked like a chicken. <laughs> and, and, uh, and now now I've kind of figured out what to buy. And I also know people um, uh, at this point, and I'm sure the same for you, Spike, and the same for you, Jerry. You, now we know people who know what we have, and, and they know what we that we have good stuff mm-hmm. and when we want to release something as you say when we want to release something they are willing to accept it right uh, and jerry you just did that 
at Amelia a year ago. I did it and a year ago, and uh, I did it last month. I, I, I moved six cars on. So 18-6. So look at that. 24 cars. Yeah. Have you filled those spots yet with some, your stuff? Some of them I have, yeah. <laughs> I, so. I went to the hang, uh, into my building this morning to see my brand-new 1969 Savannah Beige VW Bug mm-hmm. that I found on the Samba. <laughs> Because 69 is kind of one of those, a lot of this stuff is like where I was, who I was in 1969. I was really going car crazy in mm-hmm. 69. I was in ninth grade. And I still had to wait three years to drive. And I was, and something about VWs, because Porsches were just, an, that was just a complete out of reach car. You'd never have that kind right, of money. Right. So the VW was the achievable idea. And the engineering and simplicity and usability is like, if I had that car, I could go anywhere in the world, you know, and nobody could stop me. It would just seem like such an object of opportunity and freedom. And I think that's where the car thing starts for guys. I don't I think it's a little different maybe in this generation. But for us, it was like, I get out of the house. I could see my friends, girls. The whole world opens up to you. Yeah, get away from your parents. So this car, so I didn't know really what I was buying. I bought it sight unseen just from video pictures online pictures and it turned out to be a, a beautifully preserved example and the steering wheel has this uh, very solid strong you were talking about the steering wheel in the 71 it's very similar to 69 that black that hard black plastic mm-hmm. that they were making in those days is very tactile and i'm just so excited about this car and I, didn't you just sell a bug in amelia last year I did. I sold a 60 bug that was like a 5,000 mile car. And set a record. It was 100. Yeah, with 100 grand worth every penny. <laughs> it was. That's a really rare special car. That guy should have no regrets. No regrets. No. I take it, I'll buy it back from him today. If you're out there and you have that 60 bug and you Ooh, want your money back, a, I'll give it to you. That's a really good thing to do on this podcast. Yeah. Try to get some of our cars back. Yeah. Because I want my 73 911 T back from that guy. Steve. That's, that's the car you think about the most. That's the one. It? Yeah, that's of the, the of one. The cars that's in my you have moved on. Right. From, yeah. And there's a car I'm stocking right now in the Palisades. It's 64, 1964, oh, 356C, silver black. Uh, 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 an old guy. He's old now, but when he was young, bought it on his honeymoon. This is my birth year car. And he's owned it ever since, and he leaves it parked outside of his house all the time. Just like a car. It's unbelievable. It's been crashed. Oh, God. we've Someone's been shot. <laughs> Seinfeld is down. <laughs> that was a balloon popping. Thank you, Bill, for the balloons. <laughs> so that car is your white whale, right? That car right now. If you could have no, anything in the world. No, two, I really want uh, Bruce Myers' 1961 250 short wheelbase, uh, the one that won Le Mans. Right, that, right. That, that one right there yeah, is the one. Yeah, but that's a crazy thing. Well, you said white much, whales. I know, but a white whale, Ahab thought he was going to get it. Right. <laughs> yeah, that's... He had a chance to get it. <laughs> I, I'm stalking this car, and, th- and this is something you and I pioneered a long time ago, which is seed theory. Do you remember yes. talking about this theory? Yes, yeah, seed, seed theory. theory is a way that you folks can use to get a car that you long for, that a friend of yours or a neighbor owns, or even someone from another state. Yeah. Right? The idea that you can plant a little seed in their head one yeah. day, and then it will grow, it will take root, and then fester, and then you will get the car. The It was a very simple idea, and I remember when you first uh, suggested it, which was there'll come a day when this guy wants some money, or this woman, right. whoever owns right. this car will want some money, and if you just say in the right way, I love your car. I think it's beautiful. If you ever think about selling it someday, and then maybe check in on that a year, right? Well, we the d- other one of the other great flaws of the human brain, as Paul probably exploits on a daily basis, 
is it's suggestibility. Right. You suggest an idea to someone, even if they don't like it, the fact that it's been suggested <laughs> makes them want to do it, right? Absolutely. <laughs> as you, as, as you always say, the brain is a dumb computer. <laughs> it's a dumb <laughs> computer. <laughs> That's right. You, tell it. you just tell it things. That's yeah. why advertising works. That's yeah. why fake news works. Yeah. That's why the Russians were able to do what they did. Yeah. Exactly right. And I'm in the middle of that campaign right now with that 356, and I think I'm going to get it. I'm going to try to liberate the 911T, too. Though I think the three of us met that guy. Didn't we meet him? Absolutely. And he is a guy who said, I'm never, uh, I'm never selling that thing. Never means soon. Never means soon. That's <laughs> right. But he's going to do it. You, you're probably hearing a lot of squawking right now. There's a, a lady with a pony who just showed up here to the porch in Malibu. And she's a loud talker. Mm-hmm. She's a very loud talker, and she's got a funny-looking... We never funny did that looking... episode, did we? No, we did not. Close, we did close, we did low. We didn't do loud talker? We never did a loud talker. We could do it right Sexy now. Let's 11. go. What's the first scene? <laughs> there she is. The first scene is you're in a gym. <laughs> <laughs> and someone's talking with their trainer, and, and you're hearing every syllable. <laughs> And you want to know why. There you go. We'll bring the show back. You would never bring the show. Do you want sh- some of this? I'm good. Thank okay. you. You would never bring the show back, right? Have people asked you from time to time to bring the show back? I got a very handsome offer from a very large uh, consortium. <laughs> Recently? Uh, about a year ago. And the offer was, there's no number. The check is blank. There's no number. Wow. If you... If you <laughs> Look at Zuckerman licking. Oh... No number's the best number, yeah. Jerry. Well, you know, you know when, when you make something like that, you just be consider yourself lucky. And, that and, and, what, and what were they asking you to do? They wanted to make one more episode. Is that the car? That's oh, No, that's that a different he, car. That's one like frequently it. frequently here. Yeah, this Close, is the though, silver 356 going by. But wait, let's get back to this. I love that guy. This is, we know this guy, right? Yeah, we do. I love that car. It's a beautiful car. Oh, that's a show business talk. Nobody wants to hear about I, that. I, well, you're in the middle of it. Finish it. Just, you know, somebody, people offer, yeah, people make offers. And you in, said no. In, in, entities in our industry make offers. Well, there are a lot of TV shows that are coming back. Yeah. Uh, Good yeah. luck to them. <laughs> I wish them the best. <laughs> <laughs> we know what that means. <laughs> <laughs> what does it mean, Zuckerman? That's, oh, that's no, Jewish no, talk, no, right? What is this? Well, it's 5,000 years of Jewish history <laughs> encapsulated in a, in a seemingly nice comment, and I'm not going to say what it really means. It means go you guys. fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny. I thought you said that to Kesha. Anyways, on the red carpet. All right, back to car talk. This this Turbo Exclusive S. Explain to us what this car is. The Turbo Special S. Special edition is the, what they're calling it. No, it, it's the uh, Turbo S Exclusive Edition. Oh, okay. Exclus- it says exclusive on it. Oh, really? Right, mm. it's 602 horsepower. It it comes in six colors. They chose to roll it out in this golden yellow metallic color. Yeah. Did you like that? I like that they put something out there on on, on the in the color palette that you would never imagine. Right. Which I think is what is the function of color. Right. The function of color is to touch different cones in the back of your eyeball that stimulate certain things in the brain that are very pleasurable. I drove Paul's Maritime. Is color? Yes. Okay. Color is to stimulate, to excite, and entertain. And I drove Paul's uh, 92? 92. 92, 964, Maritime Blue. Look up Maritime Blue. And 
the f- that color on those fenders was really hitting me mm-hmm. driving up uh, PCH, and I, w- I enjoyed it enormously. Well, he had a Maritime Blue RS, but that car had been painted, and that paint was different than this paint. This is original paint. You think paint. so? I don't think so. I do. You see a shade so difference? I've been, told, I've, I've been told by the new owner. I usually have a rule, which is when I sell a car, it, there's, there's no complaints. There's no, right. there's, there's not a two-way street. Yeah. I'm not, I don't want to hear about it anymore. I don't want to know what you're doing with it, what you found was wrong. Yeah. And, and this one guy happens to, he just hocks me nonstop about this car, and he wants to tell me, I don't think the paint is real. I don't think, the, I think it's repainted. Right. I don't agree, but now I'm just going with it. Right. Well, this Turbo, this turbo S seems to just be have every option in it. That, yeah. that you can check. Every box is ticked. It's got but we're luggage. We're option guys. We're what? What? What makes it structurally different? Emotionally different? Well, it's got experientially different. We, we, don't, we don't care about stitching. I like the wheels. It's fake. I like the wheels. You think it's fake? Why? It's a it's, it's a marketing maneuver. Yes. It's a marketing maneuver. It's just it's it's getting a lap dance in the back room. It's, it's nothing. <laughs> nothing's really the happening. Room? Yes. Nothing's happening. It's as except, expensive except as that. They're, yeah, they're parting you with more money. From, uh, yeah. Right, and I had, I had decided I wanted the car, and Paul stomped on me really? yesterday and killed it. He killed it, and that's why I brought the '71 uh, Targa because I had to get back at him for ruining my fun <laughs> yesterday. All I did was all I did was make a face. I just made a little face at you. When he makes a face, boy. It's like a cloud comes over the sun. <laughs> <laughs> so what are you going to buy? Because Porsches were only a lot of great stuff. The GT3 RS, is that the only thing you're excited about? What do you know? I'm not interested in the GT3 RS. I'm not interested uh, in the, the GT2 GT3. RS. I'm interested in the GT2 yes. RS. Why? Yes. I had the first you 996 GT2. I remember it. I have a 993 GT2, which is a very rare and special car, which mm-hmm. I love. Because I'm, I'm really a 930 guy. I love the pure, basic, hairy turbo. Mm-hmm. I like the vibe of it. I like the lightness of it. I like the whoosh of it. I don't like the turbos in the regular models, but I love <laughs> them when it's called a turbo. Right, right. But the, the, I remember that car. I drove it at Willow. It scared me a little bit. Which car? Your, the Adriatic Blue one, right? Yeah, the, the 996 GT2 people had a lot of problems with it. Well, it got out. The, the back end came out on, yeah. on that back straightaway at about 60 miles an hour when I yeah, got on it. Yeah, yeah. That you sold that car, right? That. Yeah, I did. So you think the, G, the new GT2 RS isn't going to be like that? To me, no, they fig- they figured that out they after did. that after that iteration. <laughs> I got that car, by the way, in 1970 Adriatic blue, wow. a 914 color, right? Which, and that came out great. So that's it. There's nothing new on the horizon then. New stuff or old stuff? Anything. What are you looking for? What would Jerry Seinfeld buy? Paul damaged his black speedster <laughs> the other oh. day. Oh, oh why? And, oh. And I can't somehow, believe you brought that up. It wasn't his oh. fault. Although, Mike and I were wondering, were you on the phone when this happened? You are Absolutely on the phone. Absolutely not. Okay, all right. All right. Well, Absolutely let's not. just give the audience a little bit of but history, though. Before You just threw something on yeah, the table there. A, that's it's such a special car. Tell them about this there, car. There, you, Paul has been... But anyway, in, that's in, the car I want now. But he's been, because it's damaged. But he's been in two accidents in Hollywood. Paul drives his cars. It's amazing. He drives them on a Monday. He'll get in a speedster and drive from Point Doom all the way into Hollywood. But you've been in two... Pretty scary accident. The, the first one was the scariest accident where you got hit in a 356 and the whole thing kind of crunched on you like a Coke can and they had to peel you out. But just last week, in this beautiful 58 Speedster, 
this black speedster. Tell everybody this what is, happened. This is very funny because just the other day you said the first thing we're going to do is we're not going to tell anybody. <laughs> we're not going to tell anybody. That was you and me. And, that, and I now, didn't tell him. I forgot now, to tell him now, that. Here we are. It doesn't on, matter. On we've you all, sell the car. I'm the buyer. Okay. We've all, we've all been in bad accidents like this with things that we love. This, I, and actually, I took this pretty well. I did take this one pretty well. Uh, I loved that car. I loved everything about that car. I don't know how deep you want me to get into it. Well, it's a 58 Speedster, black, okay, black, Rudge knockoff wheels. Okay, well, we know this. It's, it, 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 58 was the last year of the Speedster. In 58, they made approximately 800 Speedsters. Of those 800 Speedsters, only 29 were black. Of those 29 black ones, only eight were Supers, which had the somewhat bigger engine, which put out about 20% more horsepower. And of those eight cars that were black Supers, only two came from the factory with Rudge wheels. And This car is so sold right now. And it has just <laughs> closed me. He just closed me. Well, we, and you know. <laughs> with the broken smile. The Always be with the closing. Always be ABC. Wow, this is an opportunity for you. Well, and here's the final nail. The cars were built in tandem on the production line to identical spec, these two cars. And the first one that came off the production line went brand new to Steve McQueen. And his son, Chad, still has that car. Yep. And this is the twin. This is the identical twin. Wow. And it is an absolutely wonderful so car. So you're, you're, you're flying up Crescent Heights. I'm, on, I'm driving. At, what at, time of day? On what I'm day? driving at about 7.30 on a weekday at about 30 miles an hour. Okay. Northbound on Crescent Heights and a minivan. In Hollywood. A minivan <laughs> parked over on the right just looped a U-turn uh. in front of me. And I T-boned him uh, on the driver's uh. side. And what is it like to crash in a speedster that's got just lap belts and a yeah. wooden wheel? What does it feel like? It hurts. It hurts. Really? Where, it hurts. where does your body hit the car? You, your chest takes the brunt of it. You, you pretty much hit that hard Bakelite steering you wheel. You did? You hit the steering wheel? Yeah. I hit him hard. I went in. <laughs> I went yeah, in, baby. It doesn't look like that much damage, though. Oh, uh. it bent both fenders down. It bent both fenders. Uh, I don't know if the frame is bent, but it was a, it was a big shot. But it was, it was like it wasn't anything compared to my first accident, and the car was still drivable. <laughs> That's awesome. And, and of course, uh, drove this away being Hollywood. It was. It, there was a nice guy uh, in a Star Trek T-shirt. He looked a little bit dazed and confused. <laughs> what, else, what else was in the minivan? Two large hippie girls and ten rescue cats. <laughs> 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 oh, devastating! But what we know about these cars is they're they're pretty easy to fix and restore and paint, right? They're very qualified people that do beautiful work. We've, I was trying to name get, five. How many do you need? One. Okay, there's be, but there's two, okay, and there's that's two. two, and they're both, you know, pushing seventy. <laughs> when my speedster was restored and they took it down to the metal, it had accents all over the place. Right, all over the place. That's what these speedsters that's, that's are. What happened? But I to tried to cars. make you feel better, <clears throat> and I, you did. I told him on the. I said it's still one of the greatest cars <clears throat> of all time. Will continue to be that. Will be fixed perfectly. And I'll buy it from you today as is. Isn't that nice? That is nice, but that would make me feel worse. Why? I don't know okay. why. I did what you said. I was just trying to tell you the value of the car has right. not changed. It hasn't. That's what I was trying to why? communicate. You can make money right now, Zuckerman. Come the value on. is the same. It's <laughs> okay. still that car. <laughs> it is. My, my uh, 52 America Roadster was uh, aluminum foil after a tuna sandwich balled up in, in third grade. 
And John Wilhoyt made it this beautiful thing it is yeah, today. Yeah, it's gorgeous. Yeah. It is, you know. Now you're not going to worry about it. Don't I'm not going to worry about, about it. After you get and I'm going to get a brand new car in a year, and, and I'm going to have a surplus of speedsters because this comes right on the heels of you, of you just dumping on me your speedster project, which was right. an incredibly special car also. Well, another special speedster, also a 58 Super, but with a factory clock and radio. Wow. And how does that feel when you're driving it? Oh, amazing. <laughs> it's so much different when when it's factory. It's yeah, when you got that feeling. clock yeah. and you can look at it and oh, tell time. Yeah. It's, it's amazing. high option in 58. You yeah. could not get more in Isn't 58. It, I think we're all in agreement that that could be our favorite Porsche, right? The 58 Speedster? The 58 Speedster, yeah. Is that the one? The one car collection? Well, I, you know, I have the 59 GT. Right. So, And, that, and that's a notch above even a 58 because it's a lightweight and it's a four cam. Right. Well, gentlemen... We have to stop. Wow. We've had a nice Already. time here. Just got started. I know we just got started, but I get the feeling we're going to be back here together. Okay. Over and over and over again, and we can talk cars and we can talk whatever else you want. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening to what about Bill? Bikes, Car Radio. What's for, what's for Everybody is fascinated with Bill. Bill is like the uh, he's like the Wizard of Oz behind the curtain here. <laughs> we'll get to Bill <laughs> on the next time. All right, fellas. That's all the time we have. Jerry, thanks for coming out, my friend. Thank You're headed you, back to New York right now? Yes, sir. Paul? Thank you. Where are you going today after this? I'm going to go hang out with the kids. Just going to get some chicken and bring it to the boy. <laughs> chicken for the boy. And, I, and I'm going to take a nice drive. Uh, next week, we will have Chris Hardwick. It's been nice talking to you, folks. See you soon. Thanks for listening to Spikes Car Radio. Download new episodes every Wednesday on the Podcast One app or subscribe now at Apple Podcasts or PodcastOne.com. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer and set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark.